with this week's episode of Anime Cons TV. This week I'm going to be talking about four things that I've seen at less than ideal conventions that uh, they can look at and change to make themselves better conventions and be a better experience for the attendees. Uh, so I have four different topics and the first one is overcrowding and bottlenecks. This is something really kind of hard to avoid because um, there is you're, you can't really change the facility that you're in. It's not like, you know, you're building your own Disney World and designing it ideally to what you're going to do. Plus, you're only in the facility once a year, so it's hard to really make changes um, a lot that can, you know, seeing things week over week or things like that, like at a shopping mall or something. Um, but there are some things that cons can do to avoid overcrowding and bottlenecked issues. And one is to improve traffic flow, um, the traffic flow of the convention. So this might be making certain things uh, one way, but not the entire convention center. <laughs> uh, that you you want to give people still some freedom of movement, um, but finding where traffic where traffic goes, setting up um, places for lines to be so the lines are on the side, um, and if there are bottlenecks, um, I assigned staffers there to make sure that the traffic is freely moving. Um, you don't want a group of people to kind of um, gather at the end of a of a narrow hallway, just you know, chit chatting. And they're causing a situation where traffic is building up behind them. So um, have people kind of patrolling that area, keeping in mind just to nicely ask people to, you know, step aside so they're not in the way of the traffic flow. Um, also make sure that um, if people are setting up, like, photo shoots there or, if, you know, people are kind of gathering there for cosplay things um, to suggest a different area that they can use so it's not impeding the flow of traffic in high traffic or... Uh, bottleneck areas. Also, uh, have a membership cap. If you are too big for your britches in your convention center, you need you really need to have a cap so that um, the, so that people aren't you know shoulder to shoulder walking around with nowhere to move and can't get to point A or point B. And I know that's kind of tricky because you want to bring in as much income as possible into your convention, but at some point you have to say, okay, we can't have any more people. Especially fire codes, you don't want to mess with fire codes. But um, yeah, th think about that when you're planning your convention. If it's been too crowded, too crowded, you know maybe you need to have a membership cap, and or maybe there's another facility you can move into. And sometimes there isn't. Sometimes you're at the biggest facility in your city, and unfortunately you might have to put in a membership cap. Also, put in good programming. Put in a wide variety of programming with diff different topics, because if people have cool things to go to during the day, then they're not in the hallways and causing um, a lot of congestion. Uh, so those are some suggestions for overcrowding and bottlenecks. Uh, next is long registration lines, which I've been in way too many of these than, than I should be. Um, one big thing you can do for Long registration lines is do a dry run of your registration system well before your convention um, and do it multiple times. Do a dry run and don't just do a dry run, throw wrenches in on purpose. So, you know, have someone who is picking up pre-reg and doesn't have their ID or um, have someone have something not come up correctly or have your, if you're using a printer, have a printer die. Like, Throw in wrenches to see what will cause a lot of problems and how to and create systems around those as 
um, of, so you have a policy in place if something goes wrong that you can quickly fix it instead of kind of scrambling around at the con with that problem. Um, one thing I see cons do a lot is they'll go to someone just getting into the line for registration and they'll give them a card that has the time on it. And then when they get to the registration booth, they give the person that time and then they can see exactly how long that person's been in line. Because um, people are bad at estimating time. Like, like unless you're like actually timing it, like, you know, the lady behind me at Joanne's today said it would be in 15 minutes. No lady, it was like three. I'm sorry, they only had two people at the registers. It was not 15 minutes. I know because I was texting somebody mostly complaining about you and so I was able to see the timestamps. It was three minutes. Anyway, um, so do that so you can see if you're running into problems of people waiting a long time or maybe actually not. Um, if you were going to take credit cards at the door, have multiple point of sale systems to take them. Um, you need that in case one goes down, in case you have an influx of people taking credit cards. Uh, using credit cards so make sure you have a lot of options available if people want to use credit cards and still you know push them to get cash because it's easier to manage um if you have i mean well you probably have multiple stations for registration both pre ridge and at con pickup put someone at the end of that line who can then point people at the front of the line, attendees at the front of the line, when someone's open next. Give the people at the tables little flags or something that they're like, I'm ready. Like like at TJ Maxx and Marshalls, the cashiers put your butt, push a button and say register two is now available. Because what that does is reduces the time that the attendee is kind of like looking around like, all right, where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? Um, and if you reduce like even like 10 seconds, but multiply that towards thousands of attendees, that can cut down the registration time a lot. And it sounds like something really small, but I think it really helps because they've been in registration lines where they don't have that at the front and you just see some moron at the front going, mm-hmm, 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 waiting for someone to tell them what to do. Plus, if your registration person needs to like, like take a sip of water or stretch for a second, um, and then they can, um, you know, give you a second before telling you, okay, now I can take the next person, that can help too. That way you're not sending someone there and they need a minute to, I don't know, maybe make change or something when they could have gone to another booth instead and then been on their way. Um, big thing is um, be scalable. Uh, Eventbrite is an app on a lot of phones that can take multiple memberships and probably most people on your staff have smartphones. So if you train multiple people who maybe or in a different department besides registration and on your Thursday night or Friday morning you can send a, okay the, we're gonna send these five I don't know security people to reg to help um, because they have Eventbrite on their phones and they know how to use it uh, they can help with registration and get th things through really quickly so be scalable um, be prepared to have additional people who can help the reg staff if uh, they get backed up and um, also open early enough on Friday because one thing that creates a line is people get there early and they wait in line even though you know maybe nothing starts till like 10 or 11 I don't know they're in line at like 8 or 9 in the morning um, even if there's nothing for them to do at the con they still want to get their badge early enough so make sure your registration opens early like that so even if your programming doesn't start till later um, try and get people in reg 
sooner on Friday morning or whatever, Saturday morning, whatever the first day of your event is. Um, because if you have a situation where a line begins to create, it takes longer for that line to go through. Um, and wrench is something, it's the one thing that all attendees go through, um, with some exceptions, and it's usually the first thing they go through. So you want that to be a really good impression and you don't want people waiting in line for three or four or five hours, which I've done and it sucks and it doesn't create a good first impression of the con and it kind of sets it off on a bad note. Next is make sure your website is up to date because that is the main source of information for your attendees. Whether or not you use guidebook or your own app, the website is really important. So any changes, cancellations, especially with guests, need to go up ASAP and they need to be kind of out there. Like, don't just go to your guest page and take someone off. You have to announce it. And I know it sucks because you have people who are probably, who might be going just to see that guest and now they're SOL and have a badge that they can't return. Um, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta say it. So post it. Um, and not just a Facebook post because the dumb Facebook algorithms means that not everyone sees your post. So cross post. You can still post it on Facebook and you should, but also post it on your website. So if someone goes, oh, I heard this is changing at this convention, uh, it's easier to find on the website than it is on Facebook sometimes. Um, also, um, the location and dates of your con should be seen at first glance. It should be right there know such and such con these dates um, it doesn't have to say like the specific place um, and maybe it shouldn't because if you're at like the I don't know um, such and so and so convention center someone from two states away might be like I don't know where that is where instead if you're like oh the you know if you say like the Heinz Convention Center someone might be like I don't know where the Heinz Convention Center is but if you say Boston um, I know it says anime Boston in the name, but still, <laughs> they, um, they'll be like, oh, Boston. Okay, cool. So make sure dates and, um, location, very easy to see. After, um, you also want easy to find contact information and policies. So you want those to be very easily found. Have someone not on staff, maybe, um, especially not someone on the website staff who's been, you know, looking at it for hours. Um, someone who's not, um, seeing it all the time show it to them be like hey if you were looking for this um how easy can you find it and see if they can find it pretty easily also before the convention have your website staff have ready to go a very quick thank you for coming um maybe a couple little things uh a place to provide feedback and next year's dates if you have them and if you don't have them yet just be like we're on next year's dates and we'll post them as soon as you can because you don't want to go to a con website you know six months later be like oh i had a, i had a pretty good time at such and such con last year i might go again and you go and it's like oh this the last update you see is like oh these schedule changes were made for sunday it's like i know you're gonna you may not be ready for next year yet but you still need to wrap up the previous year so it's really easy to do just write it out and um, hopefully the way your website is set up, you just push a couple buttons and it's there. So I know you're really tired when a con is over, but if you're prepared ahead of time, it's pretty simple to do. Um, the last thing to do is to learn from your mistakes. And all cons make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. They happen. Some are bigger than others. But what's also as important as mistakes is how you handle them afterwards. 
So one thing that's really important is to admit to them, like own up to the mistakes you made, be like, hey, this happened, we're sorry. You don't make excuses. Don't even try to explain really. I mean, you can a little bit if you think it will help, but sometimes it doesn't. So just be like, this happened, we screwed up, we will do better. And I think that says a lot about a convention. So admit them to your audience, do it as soon as you can. Um, you know, address the elephant in the room and um, what you want to do is, okay, you don't want to do it like the day after, but you also don't want to start addressing it like two months before your con and be like, oh, remember how this, this went down? We should probably look into it. Maybe a month or two after the con is over, be like, okay, we need to talk about this and how we're going to fix it. Uh, one thing you can do, and I think works really well, is put together a committee of your staffers and maybe some trusted attendees like that you know have been been to the con like every year since the beginning and maybe maybe some new people who like have just gone to the convention <laughs> and put together a committee and like just work out the issue have people like if it's a registration issue don't have it be all registration people either have other people in other departments help out because a lot of people on staff also go to a lot of other conventions so they've seen other things they might see solutions so put together a committee, not a ton of people, but you know, a, a handful of people who are really interested in working out a problem and coming up with solutions. Finally, keep your audience um, apprised of what you're doing. Not like every step of the way, but maybe like partway through, be like, oh, we're working and fixing this. Maybe ask for feedback. You don't necessarily have to use it, but um, ask for people's suggestions. It might help. You might get a really great idea. Um, you might just get more complaining, but um, keep people updated on what you're doing. And then when you have a solution in place that you think will fix it for next year, post that um, update to your attendees and be like, okay, this is what happened last year. This is what we're going to do to fix things. And I think owning up to your mistakes is something that sets good cons apart from bad cons a lot because I've seen cons make mistakes and they're just like, eh, whatever, I don't care. We have your money. Um, and I've seen other cons be like, we're really sorry and we're going to fix this. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But even just admitting a mistake is important. Okay, those are four things that uh, we think uh, okay or bad cons do that um, they can use these suggestions to help make their con a better con for their attendees. If you have any issues you see happen a lot of bad cons, uh, let us know uh, what those are. And if you have any suggestions on how to fix them too, we'd love to hear those as well. Uh, we can use them in our next feedback episode, which is uh, two weeks, I think two weeks. Uh, so let us know and we'll include you in that episode and we'd love to hear what you have to say. So until next time.